It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it's time for another NFL in London podcast. It's been a bit. Sorry, we've been it away. Has been. It has been yeah. a bit. You've been parenting. Sometimes you gotta just let it breathe a bit, you know? Let it let it breathe, and then something terrible would happen to your team, like it did for me. So you just Are gotta you wait a bit for this. You're saying something <laughs> terrible happened to our podcast? No. No, 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 podcast. I'm saying oh. something terrible, something will happen to somebody in the league, and now it's my team, which is the one affected by it, unfortunately. Well, yeah, all we this can... waiting. We can start with that. Do you want to start with your team no. and the drama? Because uh, that's the, it's, we'll start with the Bills. Let's, let's Why go. not? Let's start with a little bit of drama. A lot of it's, drama. Uh, a lot of drama going well, on. Get, this is just one of those things that a lot of people could talk to because there was that, you know, especially after that loss last year, there was that whole thing of Diggs storming out mm-hmm. and, and yelling at Josh Allen on the sidelines. So now he, he comes in and today he showed up for it. Then he met with the coach and GM and then just never went to practice so you gotta think things were said do you think that maybe he was on josh allen's girlfriend side and now that josh (laughs) allen is dating Haley bieber (sighs) i'm team britney you bastard yeah Um, maybe he's like i don't because i've got a reality i don't know uh the drama no i i again that's the thing we don't really know what this is about because stuff on things is so cryptic like again i think the way sean mcdermott where he was saying very concerned. I think it's got to be something to do with coaching. I think because Sean McDermott, if it was players, he would protect them, right? He would be mm-hmm. like, he, like, he's one of those coaches say, yeah, it's the first day of mandatory game. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. He'll be here. It'll be fine. Don't worry. And that's what he did. But he came out and he's like, no, I'm very, I'm very concerned. And, and I think that just, that it clearly feels like it was something between them or he's pissed with the offensive coordinator but it's just not a good start when you're looking to have this kind of rebound off this really tough season where you had everything with Demar Hamlin to to the to the snow and the blizzards and then start fresh in the new season and the first day is you got a problem now with your star receiver. Do you think it in a way it, it might have something to do with the fact that Josh Allen has become suddenly this celebrity? And the celebrity, I guess, of Demar, and and maybe that Diggs feels that he's not getting any love. Or uh, I don't think it's a love thing. I think again, like you look at what they have been to each other. They have pretty much made each other a superstar. Like Diggs was not a superstar before Josh Allen came along, and vice versa. Josh Allen was, you know, a quarterback still a little bit struggling. So mm-hmm. I think they've been absolutely beneficial to each other. I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's just, I think it's just maybe there's just still hard feelings from last year where, where things went down. And I think there was probably just nobody talked about it like all summer. Mm-hmm. And they just let it fester instead of like deal, dealing with it right away. And I think he probably came in and just started yelling at each other and it just it got emotional. As, but again, I don't think this is anything like massively major i think they're not going to trade him you know he's untradeable because of his cap mm-hmm. yeah but right. they just gave him a raise so it's not money yeah. it's definitely not money because it just he's like the third highest paid receiver in the league and the production's still there so i i just think this is this is just something again if he shows up at practice today and he's all smiles and then he'll just be like oh you guys are making a big thing out of it or it, if he doesn't show up again, this is just going to be one of those things that just just festers all year. And especially when you want to make that Super Bowl run, this is the last thing you want to start your offseason. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's also like, because, you know, if the Bills are seeing it as business as usual, it can't be business as usual. You can't have Josh Allen forcing no, this is the ball down the usual. field. And and so maybe he's like, you've got to wake up. Everyone, this is a, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers now in the division. This is like a big, and, and so I don't know, maybe there's something, maybe there's think, more to this drama here. I don't know. Maybe. I think there's potentially, it could be, I think, I think Sean McDermott's um, insistence of like getting them to run the ball more could have something to do with it where he thinks it's going to cut into his and they're not going to kind of revolve it around him as much anymore could have pissed him off the fact that they got a tight end in the first round so they're going to do a lot more two tight ends but so it could it could be that they're just not going to pump it through him like they've done the last couple years and then that just set him off he could have got like the playbook and read it and was just like what is this nonsense uh, again, so, we don't know that the problem is we don't know and the you're never going to know because no one in the NFL tells you the truth you know, you got to wait like no. five years later to find out anything. Like we're finding find out. out about Rogers now. Yeah. You know, all the stuff. Like Why, what's going on? Fact. What's going on with him? Oh my gosh. Right. What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how about a congratulation? Denver, you won, you won Denver, uh, but not, not uh, the Broncos at uh, the Nuggets. First time. Good for them. And uh, Russ, uh, Russ, uh, <laughs> he was there to, to, to cook on the sidelines. And and yeah. motivation for them now because like uh, Stan Kroenke, you know, uh, his 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 Rams have won, uh, his Nuggets have he's... won, his Avalanches have won. You said his lacrosse team has won. He's got Arsenal, or some team. I was close. I don't think it was lacrosse. It was some other uh, team won. But his, he's his he's slap definitely, league he's team. Definitely on an absolute. <laughs> he's on an absolute tear. That's for sure. He's a businessman that knows how to run a sports league. Empire. <laughs> Tell that to. Tell that to the Arsenal fans. I bet you they'll disagree. I mean, that's got to be the next succession. Wouldn't you want to see, like, the Stan Kroenke? Like, you imagine, like, it's one thing to run. Imagine running all of those teams, plus his media and everything empire. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, Stan Kroenke. Other uh, NFL news, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, We all wonder where he's going to go. He took pictures of himself in Miami, um, and that's sort of a – a, a harbinger of of things maybe to come. I know Denver is possibly interested in him as well. Um, ten million. Yeah, I, you're looking. That's ten again, million. I, I think there's this. Um, it's interesting because what's happening with the receiver? It feels like there's gonna be this like revolt, right? Almost like you uh, see like a writer's strike. A, a, writer's a running strike. back gonna, revolt. It's gonna be like a running back strike. I think they're all just being like. You guys depend on us. Like, what does everyone say? In December, you're going to run the football. But then everyone's like, oh, I don't pay these guys. So I think it's like this thing where you you can't just – I think Davin Cook's not – like in the way DeAndre Hopkins, they're not just going to want to go and take veteran minimum. Like, yeah. you, you have to get – like, again – Saquon Barkley, he's not saying I need to be like 15, 16 million a year, but he's not going to be treated like this. Like he was the reason they, you take Saquon Barkley off the Giants, they are not winning even seven games. No, I year. know. Yeah. And I know so, it's, yeah. And you have guys like McCaffrey. Look at mm-hmm. what McCaffrey did. So I think this, this, there's just people are just too easy, eager to just throw away good running backs. And I think when you have a truly great running back, it's it's a game changer, and it, look at what it did for Tennessee for the last couple of years. It's made a, a kind of average team just dominant because of Henry, and so I, I don't really understand because I'm not seeing like 
just because there's so many running backs, they're not coming in just dominating these seventh rounders. There's a few ones that come like every now and then. They have a few good games here and there, but then they're most of them are out of the league. But the real studs, are the, a lot of the guys who like the Saquons, hopefully the Jonathan Taylors come back. You want to see them get picked, Joe, uh, Jacobs on, and I think they're just going to be like, listen, we're not just going to sit around and let you guys screw over all the future running backs because you need us. And I think you can see maybe even Barkley sitting out. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of disrespect coming. Yeah, no respect, no respect, no respect. for the running backs. Um, and I guess you know because it's difficult now because you know the owners are crying broke. They're like, well, we can't afford to pay you. And, please, please. And that, well, that's it. I mean, a lot of these guys come from low-income homes. It's like, no, yeah, you're a billionaire crying this. But when it comes to salary cap, there there are limits to how much that's you can squeeze. Thing, yeah. not, and so when not, it comes to a no team, limits to their coin pool that they swim in. But, but if you um, pay a defensive end so much and a quarterback so much and a safety this much, and then you realize you get to the end of the kitty, it's like, uh, well, running back wise, we could either run through them. You know, like San yeah. Fran did. It's like get four of them, go by committee, and and yo, we torn ACL. Oh, it's okay, throw in the next guy. You know, it's like a gladiator gladiator ring. But well, someone yeah. is gonna have to take them, or as you say, you sit out, but you can't afford to sit out. Like when you're a running back, every year you sit out. You know yeah. the that is your career. Like, what are you what are you gonna go practice in the XFL? And it's hard too. No, well, no, because they don't have any money. Uh they just lost 60 million. This year, what? Um, well, the XFL's not doing well. Oh, we'll get and, to that. Uh, but yeah, the album about um, the thing about Davin Cook too is right is that you have to when you get cut this this kind of late or early in the in the season is that if you want to go play for a good team or a contender, they don't have seven million, eight million to pay you. They're like mm-hmm. at the cap. They need a few million of space just to be able to kind of like go through the year in case guys get injured. That's bringing new guys. So no, like the, like the Hopkins, no one's got, unless you want to go play for like a team that's got, literally got no chance of competing. Texans. Yeah. (laughs) You get your 15 million and go get your money. And that's that's fine. But, but so like, even there's talk of Dalvin Cook going to Miami because he's from there. Um, But I think even my, Miami, which is a team who's spent so much money over the last bit, they don't have like six, seven million to spend on Dalvin Cook, even if they want to. So uh, he's in, not in a great spot because, again, being released this late doesn't give you many options. And that's, I think if for, for if I were him, I would just wait, wait, see who gets injured, see who goes down, stay in shape. He's an experienced running back. He doesn't need training camp like most people do. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I think that's going to be sort of part of the NFL now. It's, it's almost wait to week five, you know, like because a lot of times – Week five always set the precedent of of where a team thought they were going to go, you know, what they needed to do, how the alignment needed to go. Well, someone's going to go down in training camp. So, oh, yeah. And and we're we're starting to see that now. And and so you start seeing it. You know, we talk about Miami because, like, you know, he wants to go to Miami, taking pictures of Miami, the super team that, that everyone wants to go to. Let's, you know, so you've got Tua, who again, I have said this numerous times. I do not think he should be playing. <laughs> He's a young guy. He shouldn't have taken that many hits. Think about his health and the rest of his life. That's a lot of hits. Even as a hockey player, they would pull him. And that's hockey. He's, he's going so, Brett Lindros. That, those are three big ones we saw. Yo, Brett Lindros, exactly. He is. Uh, Brett Lindros <laughs> should be a spokesperson against this. If you p- folks don't know who he is, 
he had set the record for more concussions. <laughs> like eight goals. concussions, didn't he? Or more concussions like and goals. The the brother of Eric. <laughs> yeah. Very nice guy. Really fun guy. I've partied with the guy. Um, but you could tell more concussions and goals. And he bragged about it. But <laughs> again, you should not have that. Their backup, Mike White, uh, not bad, you know, for from the Jets, um, but been injured. Then you've got James Blackman, uh, they drafted Florida State kid. What happened to, uh, what's his name? The the guy they had last year who played in the playoffs. They got rid of him. He yeah. played all right in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm surprised about that. So their depth no chart respect. is not, no respect in my end. No, no respect. respect. Um, Dangerfield, so good. Folks, if you haven't watched Dangerfield, uh, <laughs> yeah, back to school. Catch it. Uh, there's so many great, uh, so many great people in it. Um, rambling, but um, yeah, Miami depth chart. I mean, everyone wants to go there, but then what happens if Tua gets knocked out again? You got no deep ball. I mean, maybe maybe you're waiting for Blackman. Maybe they're hoping he's the next Brock Purdy. Um, a lot of weight in the kid's shoulders, or Skyler Thompson. Um, who that's his name, Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. He's their fourth. He's the fourth in their depth chart. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll see. You're gonna rely. It's one of those. You know, people want the next Brock Purdy. Um, but you don't have the 49ers core you know to protect you and 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 the the shanahan um to to make it happen you know yeah no miles sanders uh he uh lamented about his use in the super bowl um how he was used basically seven times for 16 yards and said you know i was fifth fifth in rushing in the league that's the reason you know one of the reasons uh we lost i think what do you think wow no, one of the reasons you lost because you couldn't make any stops. <laughs> Your defense uh, couldn't make any stops. But no defense can make any stops in that game. Yeah. Um, again, he's another guy who, again, they were just a team that just kind of maybe takes the argument where where a lot of teams are going now. It's just like, let's just have three decent running backs and a good offensive line and we'll be fine. Um, so we don't need to pay guys like Miles Sanders. So, Again, but Miles Sanders to me isn't really like he's not at the level of the Josh Jacobs and the and the the big dogs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I wouldn't really. You know, he's kind of he gets injured a bit. He's a bit one of those kind of. You could not a three down back at all. So we'll see. We'll see how he does this year. I don't even know where he went. Where did he go again? Carolina, uh, four year deal, uh, twenty twenty five million. He's twenty six years old. Uh-huh. But how about, I mean, because even from a fantasy, and I don't know, would you say that maybe that was his prime? That And I don't want to bemoan the, the guy. But oh, yeah. He yeah, benefited yeah. from that and that, that Miles Sanders, although fifth in the league last year in rushing, that that was possibly the best he will ever see because he maybe. is maybe not as dynamic, but he benefited from having a dynamic team. And Well, and, yeah, and you also had a running a quarterback that could run, so they were just always exactly. terrified. The weapons on the like, – that was just mm-hmm. a great team he was on. And, so, uh, you know, he had Boston Carolina, Scott. I think and, he's yeah. going to find that hard – he's going to find that hard to match in Carolina. Yeah. Um, uh, You've got – what's his name? Uh, Mark Ingram. He's going to retire. Yeah. Mark Ingram. That's a shame. He had a good career. Mark Ingram yeah. he's a big. He's a better. Uh, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. So he's a better college. Thirty three. So thirty three years old. Yeah. You know, hey, never, never kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, um, kissed a girl and he liked it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He's uh, now done. That's why he's retiring. Well, the, he the, has the, found. Yeah. 
It's found his pound of flesh. I think the the talk is the reason he's going to retire. Maybe keep it open is that uh, Fox, the big noon kickoff, uh, the college show, Reggie Bush uh, is gone as they fire. I mean, basically, <laughs> you do well in the in the sports broadcasting. It's almost as competitive in that, right? There should be oh, like a yeah. Yeah, there should be like a show about all the probably backs uh, by uh, bitching and backstabbing that goes along the ex players that want to get on TV. Wasn't I mean uh, what's his name? Ballers dealt with some of it, but what was the That's other probably one? Probably why they're sending like prostitutes to Michael Irvin's rooms. Like I'm gonna get that guy's job. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're sending. Gonna, them. I'm gonna honey trap him. I'm gonna honey trap him. They're sending them. Um, James Robinson, another running back. You remember him, James running back? He or James Robinson? He was good yeah. running back for Jacksonville. It's good uh, couple of years, and he got cut uh, by New England already. Yeah, he went to the Jets. It didn't really work. He got hurt after Bryce yeah. Hall. Like and it just, yeah, Jack. Like he had this really good year, and they got tra- Travis. And then Etienne, Travis, Etienne, Travis Etienne, yeah, Etienne, yeah. It was great. It was great. Um, who? So now, yeah, he went to the Jets. Had a, and then he got injured. Yeah, he's just been one of those guys that everyone thought, like, oh my god, this this guy. And he just again, maybe all these guy things are just proving the point that these running backs just can't be trusted. Like, yeah, there's one amazing countering what you said are the running back revolution, you know, but they can't be no, but I'm only really talking about like the studs of the studs, like the top fives, like the Ecklers and those guys who've proven it. You know, there's a million guys like this who are going to bounce around, be decent, but then fall apart. That's all it takes is one injury, and and someone could just grab your job. Unfortunately, it's just the job that has the most easiest one to take, unfortunately, in pretty much all the sports, even though it is considered very difficult to find elite running backs nowadays at the same yeah. time, just because they're not used as much. Um, so there was even talk, I mean, because, you know, Kareem Hunt uh, to the Broncos, um, which is interesting, you know, because Chubb and Hunt, you got to break it. The detectives haven't solved enough crimes in Cleveland. <laughs> they haven't solved any crimes. They haven't solved any crimes. Crime, no. crime is crime's crime a new is face good. and it's Ooh. a new logo. It's a new logo the Browns unveiled, but um yeah hunt to the broncos i mean the broncos and sean payton they're they're trying to load up they're trying to to make uh give russ some puppets so that he can throw the the them onto the fire if it's not cooking Um, it's one of the more interesting games i'm looking forward to in week one i think is sean payton and what he can do with russ like if russ just comes out throws four touchdowns and then you're like oh hack it who's obviously coaching freaking rogers in new york so it's going to make him look good. So then if, and especially if Rogers comes plays terribly off the start, it's going to be, uh, it won't look good for Nathaniel Hack, Nate Hackett going into another year. So it'll be uh, a lot of Kenny we'll, Hackett. The New, the New York media, I don't think will be very, um, patient with Nate Hackett to be honest. No. With That's hate, uh, hate, hate Nackett. That's what they're going to call him. Uh, if you named your kid Kenneth. Right, hack it. Yeah, right? and then, can't hack it. No, Kenny, Kenny Hackett. Kenny, Kenny Hackett. Just can't the whole hack time, it. Kenny Hackett. Kent. Can you imagine? There's probably a few Kenny Hackett's out there, and and we reach out if you do. But just Kenny Hackett, <laughs> Kenny Hackett. No, mm. is he up for it? Kenny Hackett. Um, yeah. talk about hacking it, Kenny Hackett. Peyton Hillis, we all remember as the star of the Madden cover, 
Um, remember this whole Riptide? He got caught. Yeah, in. he had that one incredible year. Peyton Whoa. Hillis that just go just yeah. was the Browns, where he just put up yeah. like fifteen hundred yards, and then the next year, everyone in fantasy, he was a beast. And then next year, took Peyton Hillis, and he was a, one and done. He was a that, that, he was a one was... hit wonder and got the Madden cover. It was a beautiful thing. That was Watch. it, and you know it's it's part of the running back revolution. But the revolution um, has some heroes. He was talking about uh, this whole story about him being uh, out uh, with his uh, his kids or his knee his kid and his niece, and then being pulled in by the riptide. Yeah, he crazy. went out being pulled them out trying to save them, and he had to make the decision to save his niece before his First. daughter. Yeah, I know, right? And nice. he's like, I she was drowning worse and then like coming back and then seeing his son limp and pulling him back he said he said he still has like uh lung damage and he's still damaged from it yeah Um, well he was like in a coma or something for a couple weeks or really out of it so he's a hero he's a true hero that's he has broken the madden curse yeah he just has, in time for josh allen being on it so yes he has also announced that, that he's actually suing uh the atlantic ocean um interestingly <laughs> enough uh, sharks for a riptide revel yeah uh no just for riptiding um did you see too the- much water too much, too much yeah. water in the ocean riptide did you remember that show riptide the detective agency from the 1980s uh no never i know the name but over uh, it wasn't it wasn't that yeah it was all right back <laughs> the day. it was friday nights eight o'clock abc von miller says it's all healed up and uh he's ready to get injured again um yeah no yeah listen i th- i think he's gonna start on the pot i think there's no way they start him to start the year i think even though he says he's gonna be ready he always von they Miller got some hot like new a, blood to, like to, moti- to replace him just in case he's like a motivational speaker he's always positive he's always like you can all be millionaires yeah. um, if you believe in yourselves he already yeah is. so but which what they went and did they went inside letter floyd which is really yeah. good kind of insurance which makes me think that they are going to start him on the pup for like four to four to six weeks and bring in someone like Glenn Ford who had almost 30 sacks the last three years can really come in make a difference and and I think it's a really good signing for Buffalo they needed depth because once Vaughn went out last year you really saw a drop off in that D and they couldn't get to the quarterback so I think someone like Gunnar Floyd who's won a Super Bowl he's gotten over the hump and veteran presence can kind of help this young defensive line so I thought that was a really good signing by Buffalo. Yeah, no, it's good, and it's good to have Vaughn back again, ready, ready to go at it. Um, you know, speaking of defenders and uh, defense and and being honored, uh, the Texans are going to honor JJ Watt. A uh, big honoring ceremony. Bad divorce, you know, after they let him go. He won't. Uh, he won't sign a one day contract, though. He said. No. He said he won't do it. No. Said you just honor me. I will not honor you. Yeah. Did he? That's not good. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, gonna come back week. Four. It will not be reci- the, the love will not be reciprocated to the yeah. organization. No, there's still. I mean, the Texans. It's a weird family. Uh, but um, you know, the fact is, he's he's gonna go back there, and uh, I don't. know. It seems like they're all happy about it. Uh, families, NFL families. What do you know? They all get. Listen, if Detroit and Calvin Johnson can figure it out, then anyone can. I bet. I bet on Detroit. Bet. Bet on Detroit. Uh, bet, bet, bet. Oh, they're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, do you see Doug Peterson um, uh, basically for, for the Jaguars? He said, uh, you know, in terms of the gambling policy, he just pointed to Calvin Ridley. He said, talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, yeah, but- exactly. Right. I think he's going to go again. We had a Colts player who's gone 
months has been suspended for the year now. It's just, wow. I think it's just going to keep happening. I think people think they can get away with it, especially when you're young, right? You're yeah. young in your 20s, you're a millionaire. You probably think you could, but you're not going to be smart enough. No. Uh, you're going you're to make stupid mistakes. You know, you're going to leave a paper trail. You're going to do something, you know? Um, well, do you hear that they've got a, yeah, the NFL is there's actually. Always a, there's always a great joke about um, someone said that Stephen Hawking cheated on his wife, right? So it's like, yeah, I know you think you're smart, but the guy who like, wrote about time couldn't even delete his inbox or his sent messages. No. So it's like, you're going to do something stupid if if he can do it. If he can get busted, you're going to get busted. He not only cheated on his wife, he beat his wife. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, you imagine, Jesus. like... No, seriously, like the the amount of time, it's horrible. Yeah, spousal yeah. abuse is horrible, but you're still you're trying to picture the, the physics of how long it took. Uh, actually, yeah. so what it turns out, uh, yeah, the the NFL for their gambling policy, what they've got is they've got uh, they've got a spokesperson now. I don't know if you heard about this. They're doing a video. They're gonna have like a they're gonna have like a, like a Smokey the Bear, like a mascot, just like a giant. Oh, uh, even even better. <laughs> who is more yeah, so who's more respectable? He comes in, just kicks down the door like the Kool Aid Man, but he's just this broke, broke guy telling is, sad stories, <laughs> telling sad stories of what he's doing now on the living on the streets. You're right. You're right. It is that guy. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. You, you're pretty. You're pretty close to to who that person is. The spokesperson. It's actually, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm I'm not grabbing you. Tom Brady is, is actually he's he's actually making a video. To be played amongst the NFL players and the NFL PA on the NFL rules on gambling. On when you go, hey guys, Tom Brady here. You know, I've been on marriage twice. Wah wah, that didn't work. Anyway, you know, and then he tells them where you you can't bet. Basically, you can bet, you can bet at your own home. You can bet in states that allow betting. Just don't bet on the team bus. Do not bet (laughs) in the team facilities. Do not bet. In the other opposing team stadium, anywhere that there's a game, anywhere that there's a, your job, you're at your job, do not bet. Yeah, just wait. Like it's like it's like you're gonna be retired. At, most of you'll be retired in three years, but a lot of you will be retired in your thirties. Just do it all there. Get married then. Bet then. Do all the fun. Do your drugs. Smoke your weed. Do everything. Go nuts. And when you have your, money. Yeah, don't lose don't, it all. Don't lose it all before. Don't bet on your own team. Uh, yeah. just just dumb. Uh, speaking of the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it looks like Baker Mayfield is quickly emerging as the number one uh, usurping Kyle Trask, uh, who they all thought would be something. But Baker Listen, apparently I, the I most gotta, competitive. Yeah, I feel like Baker's going to be the new Fitz. He's going to be the guy who's going to be on like 20 teams by the end of his career. He's going to well, play for everyone. Yeah, Baker's just going to bounce around because he's got that fire, that coach's uh, love and that attitude. And I think just kind of like Fitz did, but but, but, but Baker's not as uh, probably likable. The problem with Baker is he's always going to alienate everyone. But Fitz went to Harvard. That's the yeah, difference. That's right. He knows. Fitz is he smart. Knows. He's smart. Look at them apples, you know? <laughs> um, it just doesn't seem, I don't know. Uh, the good thing is they said they're going to wear their creamsicle uh, outfits in week six against Detroit. As they should. Those are, those Who's going to creamsicle all of those outfits? I don't know. I would I would creamsicle all of those. I would want one, but yeah. Creamsicle with Brady would be good. Yeah. yeah. Every team should wear their old throwback. Like those old 80s, 90s ones. The Bills should do the old red helmets back. The old, those Patriots ones that they wore last year are probably the best uniforms of the season, I thought. 
their old throwbacks. They were awesome. And I yeah. never give the Patriots any, any love, but they have the best uniforms. Those old ones. are good. You know what? I, I do enjoy some of the, the fan. I, you know, as, as you know, I'm a big AI art manipulator and uh, uh, alchemist. Um, but <laughs> I, I love um, some of the great fan stuff that's done. You know, just finding one of those. I mean, the Cleveland one was voted on uh, by fans. Uh, so, yeah, if you created something that was iconic and cool. I do like some of the throwbacks. The Creamsicle one, though. I mean, that was when they sucked the donkeys. Yeah, they went under for you know, so long. And so wearing the creamsicle was like, you know, basically parking your car in front of uh, the, the porno the theater, <laughs> which we had yeah. back in the day in the in the 70s. They had the porno theaters where you would watch the pornos yeah. uh, <laughs> with speaking, friends. Speaking of which, uh, the porno theaters, Jacksonville's looking for a new stadium. Looks like it could be Daytona Speedway. That's what they're talking about. Oh, hello. Hey. Uh, look, they well, unless first... they give half of them to London as well. Then what you could even see them doing that. You could see them maybe doing like four games in a row at London or something like that. Who knows? London's unpredictable. And look, uh, you look at the other things. If they're looking at like Gainesville and Orlando, that's 125 mil they're going to spend, right? London's going to be crazy for that, especially for a big chunk of games where you don't even guarantee it. You're competing against the Premier League. There's no way you're getting some of those games. The other thing yeah, is Daytona yeah. Speedway, uh, 100,000 people it holds. And aside from the race, which they can move for a bit, two years, you do it there. Um, you know, Daytona moves for a bit. They they move the track. That's fine for them. But uh, it'd be a grass field. It would be nice, too. No, wouldn't it? Now, well, that's why. They, first of all, they had, we were t- we watched this show about uh, turf, and yeah, it, it's crazy, especially with all the ACL injuries. I'd love to see, like, of all the ACLs, how many have happened on turf. Would be a great stat to know. I'm sure they've done it. Yeah, and Which and I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, Ryan and I did watch a documentary at uh, at mine. Weird, yeah, weird. It was a it, it was a real sports actually. You know, it was uh, oh, Brian, right. Brian, Brian Gumble, real Brian sports with Brian Gumble. Uh, it was a good documentary and it basically looked at how many injuries are actually happening with with NFL players and and just how the growth of the stadiums now and the teams predominantly that are pushing for artificial turf because it's cheaper don't have to water it and also the multiplicity of using the stadium for concerts and different things like that however the grand factor is that there is a huge amount of knee injuries and it's and you can show it and it's it's realistic because when we see a player pivot and, and they turn on their yeah. ankle, grass gives. There's there's juice to grass. There's dirt. You know. There's with with turf. Well, does, your head does, doesn't bounce as well. And, and that was it. The, the big thing, like when we showed the they head dropped injuries. that ball on the on the turf and on the grass. Was, the grass just kind of absorbed it, and the, oh. the other ball on the turf just bounced even higher. So, so they, yeah, they did a they did a weight study where they showed and they dropped a weight. On a grass versus on turf, and and on grass, it, it it gave a nice little cushion and bounce. But on the turf, ooh, it reverberated. Yeah, and you could see yeah. it would reverberate within it, and you could see yeah. the injuries that they displayed as well. Uh, it was Julian Edelman that basically said uh, on podcast also recently that it should be mandated that every new stadium has to have grass put into it, and in fact, it should be mandated that every stadium now should have grass and, and i, I agree, agree with them it, it should be like an anti like the smoking policy we realize it's like okay smoking's bad let's stop yeah. smoking get rid of it and the same thing with turf it's like yeah 
if the NFL is so expensive, <laughs> you're making so much saying, money off it. Yeah, if you can grow weed inside, you can grow grass inside. Right? Even better. So let's, no excuse. No well, it'll be harder to play, but let's let's try with it. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. I agree. I agree with them completely. Like turf should not be allowed, especially in a billion dollar comp- uh, organization as the NFL. Use some of your profits to buy everyone grass. You know, that's not, uh-huh. it couldn't be that hard to maintain. It would be safer. The players would love it. Even, um, and, or start funding new um, field turf technology to make it somehow as good as grass because. I can't imagine we haven't been able to figure it out. Is there some sort of layering you can put under the turf that can make it softer? It's got to be something, but keeping, yeah. I, again, if you have a team, whenever I, I've had the Bills have lost Tredavious White and Von Miller two years in a row on turf on Thanksgiving. So, again, the NFL has to protect their best players because you can't have your best players tearing their knees apart all over the field because yeah. it's not good for business. It's not good for business, and, and the NFL. If if you're in the ninety, if ninety of your programs are in the top one hundred viewed programs in America every year, you don't want to see people bang their heads off of it. Um, and, no. and it it's a money situation. Uh, it's also you know the turf. You talk about how turf has come a long way. You know we're we're both from the Toronto area and saw the Sky Dome when it originally yeah, was turf, and just just horrible injuries like. But players almost refused to want to play in Toronto because it was so bad. And and while we've come a long time from Houston, the original Astrodome, when they had AstroTurf, uh, which set the precedent for, yeah. for artificial grass, you would think it's come a long way. But the fact is that it's so monetized by these big corporations that want to turn a stadium. It's like, OK, well, if we only have NFL this many times, we need to turn and burn the stadium into concerts and everything like that. So Grass doesn't work if we want to do concerts. Grass doesn't work if we want to do this. I think there's yeah. innovations that can be made. Where we're it's 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 2010 for God's sakes. We should be able to figure this stuff. <laughs> yeah, out. I agree. I, 2020. Uh, what? Oh my God. <laughs> but even being on the movable graph or grass or whatever it is, the fact is there's an onus, a responsibility of the players. In, in, in what we've seen in T- CTE. And the most disturbing thing, and I think you and I saw in this program was, is that these turfs are being used in high schools across America and, and expansively so in that, and the turfs are being played in because it works and, and you don't have to maintain it, you don't have to wash it, but they're not being maintained. So this turf wears out. And in areas like Texas or sunburnt areas, the turf burns and like turns not good for kids to play on. Um, so turf bad. <laughs> turf bad, grass good. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, it's a bad grass argument uh, there. Lastly, uh, I want to talk about this because uh, I, I mentioned to Ryan, I haven't heard about this. The NFL passport tour. I don't know if you have you guys heard about this. Is anyone? Anyone get back to us? <laughs> NFL passport tour. I only uh, read we read about this uh, online today. Uh, and the NFL passport tours, apparently the NFL is sending some players to London, England and Germany uh, from June 19th to 25th, 2023, uh, including are going to be Michael Gallup, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Kevin Byard, Gabe Davis, Jamel Dean, F.A. Obata, um, a few other guys. And they're going to show up here and take pictures and meet people. I have not wow, heard anything about this. Yeah. No, but that sounds fun. 
Yeah, I'm Gabe Davis, Davis. Yeah, bring the kids, I'm bring the boys down. Yeah, right? Get a little oh, it'd be great. You know, like, uh, it's, yeah, it'd be fun to meet up with the guys and see it. So I don't know anything about this. We'll Maybe find out. Well, when we find out a bit more, we'll, we'll let people know. Because that... I remember going to one a couple of years ago, I think, when the Bills came here last time at the mall for some yeah. little weird press conference in the mall at like in Shepherd's Bush. It was very strange. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a really strange little, like, Press We're conference in a top shop, like, uh, can I get you some? What's yeah, what so top shop like just... selling stuff there, like those cheesy NFL stuff that you have? Yeah, they're basically just sending a bunch of people on vacation, so for a couple of days. So, oh, but God, yeah, yeah, we'll let people know. It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, uh, I'd love to to meet, uh, talk, Gal- talk to Michael Gallup, and uh, ask, uh, you know, what's going on with the fantasy he's done with me in the past couple of years because I've, I've had him, and I'm sure he'd love to hear it. I'm sure yeah. he would love to hear. Was, you yeah. know, uh, I took you in fantasy a couple of years ago. I hear injured. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this podcast, folks. Uh, Wade and Ryan uh, rambling on. We'll let you know know more about everything, uh, including the NFL Passport Tour. Make sure you check out the website, the Facebook, uh, all the other stuff, and uh, and thanks for listening.